Surviving a crisis is one of the hardest things a family can go through. It is also one of the six traits that research has shown can help build strong, healthy families. Today, I've invited Dana Herbst to share what happened to her three-year-old daughter, Nikki, when she was attacked by a dog. Nikki was rushed to the emergency room by ambulance and later to the hospital. There, she had many stitches put into her face and eyelid. A scary time for Dana and her blended family. Dana will share what happened to her youngest child and give us an update about how her daughter is doing today. And she'll share how hundreds of family and friends, and even people they didn't know, prayed for Nikki, surrounded their family with love and support, and helped them survive this crisis. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Welcome, Dana. Thanks for being our guest today. Thank you for having me, Kay. You're very welcome. So tell our listeners what happened when your daughter was attacked by the dog and uh, a little bit more about it. I'll probably ask some additional questions. And I know it's hard for you to to share this story, but uh, we hope that it will uh, be a, a story that will help our listeners learn what they might do when a crisis occurs and how they can look to God in all circumstances. Yes. Um, So we were going out that night. We hadn't in months, and the girls went to a family friend who was also a babysitter for us. Um, They were in her backyard, which was shared with an upstairs neighbor. Um, Their neighbor's dog was out in the backyard, but the girls had been around the dog before. So Nikki was being herself, blowing bubbles, spinning around in her little dress, and then went to make her way inside the house. Um, When she went to make her way inside the house, they say that she pulled the door open, and at that time, the dog just out of nowhere came, pounced on her chest, took her down to the ground, got her face, and then drug her about two yards And then at that time, somebody intervened and got the dog off of her. And you were gone. You weren't there. Right. She was a babysitter. Mm -hmm. So you get a call. I get a call. And we are literally about to walk out the door to go to a concert. And so she calls. I find it odd that she's calling. I answer the phone. I don't understand anything that she's saying. The most I get out of the conversation is your baby, a dog, and the hospital. And I said, okay, okay, calm down. I said, you're talking about my baby? She said, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then she asked me where I wanted her to go. I told her what hospital to go to. And then that was it. I left, went to the hospital. Um, Her dad stayed home. I was really hoping that her reaction was a reaction based off of how she thought I was going to react. You know, I was hoping that it was she... She got nipped by a dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't as bad right. as what she thought. Yeah. And so I didn't I didn't want to overassume things until I knew for sure. So I went to the hospital and I waited for what seemed like an eternity. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to call her because I thought that she was driving. Um, oh, you got there before the Yes, oh, yes. Wow. And so I'm waiting for her and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to call because I don't want to add stress. You know, she's already freaking out. Then I see an ambulance pull up, but the ambulance district was not near the house. So I didn't think that was her. I see the stretcher come out and I don't have good eyes. I should wear glasses. Um, and I see a little tiny body. And I see a face that's wrapped up. And I said, okay, you can't see that far. 
don't assume, don't assume. So then I get a phone call, you need to come back here. They won't let me back at the desk because she's not in the computer yet, but she can't go in the computer because I'm not back there. Um, They've come out, they get me, I can hear her screaming. And if you've been in an ER, you know those things are a maze. So I've got no idea where she is. Get to the door to go in. I hear her screaming, where's mom, where's mom? Um, I'm so happy that I'm short because all I could see was just a little bit over all of these paramedics' shoulders. And when I met my eyes with her face, all I remember doing is grabbing the curtain, closing it real quick, and literally spinning in circles. I hear the paramedic, are you mom, are you mom? I can't even comprehend what's going on. Finally, literally tell myself, stop spinning, Dana. And he starts to ask questions. I'm trying to not be frantic and tell him, I don't know I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell me to go ahead and go in. I tell him I don't want to go in. I hear that they're trying to do an IV in her arm. I don't want to interrupt that. And then they're like, no you should be there for her and I said okay let me rephrase this I need to swallow every motion I have going on inside of me right now before I walk in that room because I know when I walk in there that I have to have a smiling face on me and I cannot react to what I'm actually seeing Mm -hmm. wow and you finally did get in the room I did get in the room and what did you see A face that a tooth had gone through her eyebrow, and once it made its way through her eyebrow, it caught right underneath her eye. Um, The canine went in to her face, broke three bones in her face. Um, It, like, just shattered bone fragment Uh, in her. In her cheek? Mm Mm-hmm, in the top of her cheek, under her eye. And then she has, like, um, I call it a hook. It kind of goes from in front of her ear to underneath her cheek to almost her lip that the dog had pulled up but didn't get all the way off. Mm. So that was not... That was terrible. It was. Many, many stitches. Mm -hmm. And first I couldn't, you know, there was still so much blood. So you couldn't even tell. You couldn't see, but I knew by the amount of blood that what was going on under there was not not good. Mm. So uh, let's jump forward. That was traumatic for mm-hmm. you. Um, and I know um, uh, it was traumatic for Nikki and your family as mm-hmm. well. You were the only mm-hmm. one there, though. At the so you had to tell everybody, talk, mm-hmm. tell a little bit, talk um, a little bit about that. So like I said, I went to the hospital, but I went by myself assuming, you know, We'll just see what happens. So I call her dad and I say, you know, you need to come down here. It's way worse than, you know, what we imagined. And he gets there and I stop him outside the room and I said, you need to brace yourself for what you're about to see. Well, big old man he is, tries to push through me and I got in front of him and I said, no, listen to me. You need to brace yourself for what you're about to see. And so he pushes right through him and he goes in and he turns around so fast and his face drops and his eyes are filled with tears. And all I could do was look at him and say, I told you, I told you, bud, to be prepared. Um, The kids originally thought that it was our dog that did it because we do have two dogs. Um, One of the big things I always get, the dog that did this was a pit bull. Pit bulls get bad raps. We have a pit bull. Mm. And then we have a little Maltese. So um, the kids thought that it was our dog. They were angry about it. And then it was just kind of a blur to everybody when we explained, you know, it was at the babysitter's house. And then and then the questions just start forming, you know, why, how, when, d- did you, just everything. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And there's not an answer. No, there's not. There's not. So let's let's move to when Nikki got home. I began reading this on you. You you're a great communicator, and you were sharing things on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. and I heard about it probably then a day later. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, but um, uh, D- Nikki's home, and I know one of the things you were telling us uh, on uh, you know friends and mm-hmm. things is that her face was very swelled up. I think you had pictures, yeah, and that she might eventually have to have mm-hmm. surgery. But for now, the doctors had said. You know, just wait. Yeah. Um, but what was it like when she got home? She was not at the hospital anymore, but her eye was closed from the her stitches, Her eye was right? closed. Um, her eye was closed from the stitches. The whole right side of her face was just swollen like a balloon, very tight. Um, the first week was pretty much a blur. A lot of going to the doctor. Um, we had to keep her face covered in Vaseline oh just all the time the whole house became covered in Vaseline um the first week with her eye being closed wasn't too hard it was just catering to her you know babying her holding her um week two when she finally started to get her eye open she wanted to become herself again and she is very very lively little girl um so she started moving and she was off balance she was Mm -hmm. running into things Mm -hmm. and so part of it was she can't eat anything hard for three weeks she couldn't um bounce around for three weeks Mm. well nikki thinks that she is like spider-man and she has a trampoline in the house and she likes to jump on everything and doesn't care if anybody's there had to take the trampoline out of the house taking all these toys out of the house her dad's like what are you doing she's got nothing to do and i'm like she cannot do these things she has like yeah um the little four-wheelers that the kids have that her favorite thing to do is to drive the thing into the wall. So, oh, no. no, we yeah. can't no do that. No hard food and yes. no activity mm-hmm. for three weeks. And now, just to, go ahead. And to watch her say, I don't want any more ice cream. Yeah. I don't want another popsicle. <laughs> what do you mean this is all you can eat? She was done with mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Finally, we got to macaroni and cheese, and she she was good with that for like three days. Mm-hmm. But that was about it. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Now, you had to take off work during I did. this time. I did. Um, and um, uh, because there was just too much that needed to be done yes. for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because on top of her, I still had, a, you know. I had four more kids that I had to take care of. And just because that was going on with her didn't mean that everything else stopped. Mm -hmm. It didn't. I still had to be there for them. I had to be there for her. Um, I did not realize I had been offered in the beginning that people would bring me meals and stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't need that. Um, Then I had a former neighbor who was also a believer that found this site, Meal Train, and which I didn't know there was any such thing. And so she got on the site, said what our needs were, how big our family was, and set up slots for people to bring us food. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the past, I didn't realize how important fellowship is in your church. Mm -hmm. So many families from church filled those slots immediately. Um, Nick is from Florida. 
and his family is in Georgia. And so, you know, putting things on Facebook and it getting out there, the meal train spread all the way down there. And where these people couldn't bring food, they would buy gift cards and send them to us, or they'd order food from different places and have it sent to us. Mm -hmm. Um, They started sending monetary donations, which we never asked for. And it was... It was an outpouring of support that I did not even know existed. Mm-hmm. And not only the support for food and, uh, and, and money for meals, you weren't working, but also uh, to show that they were praying for you and your daughter and your family. Mm-hmm. And that prayer was so important. And the prayer, I think this whole situation boils down to prayer, not only... Um, the prayers for us, but how my prayer life has changed. And so the prayers for us, many times you see on Facebook, believers and non-believers will say, hey, pray for me, this situation, that situation. Many times I have wondered when people respond, I'm praying for you, or they put the praying hands in a couple of hearts, did they did stop they really and pray? actively yeah. pray for you? Because if I'm going to say that I did, I stopped and I prayed mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that everybody else right. does. So between you know the prayers that I knew was happening in my home and the ones that I knew were happening at church. Um, His family has believers also, and they go to a big church. They got us put on their prayer list. So people were praying for us that we didn't know. And the doctors told us many times, you know, this is the stages of what her face is going to look like. When her face is done being swollen, you're going to go through bruising. Her face is going to turn black and blue, you know, and then you'd go into the yellow and things like that. It never happened. Mm. It never turned black and blue. That swelling went down and her face went completely yellow. And I cannot contribute that to anything but the healing hand of God Mm -hmm. and all the prayers that all of those people put out there for her. You bet. You bet. Wonderful. Um, Thank you so much. We're going to continue talking about this. I do have a few announcements I want to share now, and then we'll continue talking about Nikki and how she's doing and uh, more of how the Lord walked with you through this challenge. Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate educational and outreach services that serve individuals and their families. We want to thank Sandra Zelliker for her recent gift to help us with our radio and podcast outreach. She listens to WFXN-FM. You are a blessing to us. Keep listening to Family Shield. To encourage more of our radio listeners to support us with a gift, from now until the end of the year, we'll share the name of the person, family, congregation, or organization that sends us a gift. Please let us know which station you listen to when you send your gift, or if you're sending uh, listening on it, and if you're listening on a podcast, just let us know that. You can give by writing a check and mailing it to us, or by going to our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. This week, Family Shield is giving away our booklet, Let's Walk and Pray. To receive it, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Now I want to go back to our guest, Dana 
Herps. Again, she is telling the story of when Nikki was attacked by a dog. And she kind of touched on some of the miracles that happened uh, as she healed. And you were talking about that the doctors had said her face would be black and blue, but that didn't happen, Never. right? Yeah. Not even, not even a hint of even bar- nothing. Interesting. It's still like, if I didn't believe in God previous to this, I think this would have definitely helped. Yes, you know it's true. Yes, when people are pray- praying, amazing things happen. I liked what you said about what Nikki said related to dogs. You thought she might be afraid, and she's not. And she said instead, not all dogs are bad. Is that yes, what she said? I yes. thought that was for a three-year-old to, to realize that because mm-hmm. most of the time when people have a bad encounter with a dog forever and ever, they're afraid of dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, and that even at three years old, she knew not all dogs were bad. Yeah. Oh, what a blessing. And we were, we were honestly prepared to just get rid of our dogs. Mm-hmm. If it would have been a totally different reaction when we came home, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. Hmm. And uh, you know but she's fine with them. She is fine. Yeah, that's she. Great. I mean, right back to being in their faces doesn't bother her at all. We have been out around other people's dogs, so it's not just ours that she's okay with. She's <laughs> just completely fine. That's fantastic. Well, I know many other things happen, but our time is kind of winding, so I'm going to ask a few other questions. You didn't blame God like so many other people might have done, and many people do blame God when a a terrible thing happens. Mm -hmm. Why are you thankful? I am thankful because she didn't lose her eye. Mm. That, number one, could have happened. I am thankful that there was somebody there to intercede and to get the dog off of her. I am thankful for the fast response of the babysitter. I am thankful that... I had a church to back me. I am thankful that I have a family to back me. I am thankful that I have enough belief in God to know that he is not going to do anything to purposely hurt me. You have known me since I was a teenager. I didn't come from um, a a religious background. I was not raised in church by any means, but I know that everything up until this moment in life, God has gotten me through Mm -hmm. and he was going to get me through this also. And, you know, many times, why, why, why? I'm never going to get an answer to why. So I'm not going to waste my time asking why did this happen to us? I'm going to say, what can I learn through this? Mm -hmm. What can I learn? And I learned that prayer is more powerful than I ever imagined that it was Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you bet there what you mentioned briefly there was a man that was there that Mm kind of interceded Mm -hmm. can you tell us why you're thankful for him because this could have been a story of her losing her eye when we went to the doctors they said it is amazing how common it is for kids to get bit by dogs Hmm. Um, we had to go to children's which here is in the city of st louis and so they have an outreach of 60 miles around so all the dog bites come to this one doctor and he said you know where she got that little hook many children will lose pieces of their face Mm. parents try to bring it back to have it reattached that didn't happen i know that death could have been the ultimate thing that happened and it didn't Mm -hmm. you know so i am thankful for that i i'm thankful that i still have a daughter yeah yeah 
I'm thankful that she still has happy spirits about oh, her. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, she's her personality didn't change. It's just the <laughs> it same did little not. bubbly. It three is. Years, three years old, right? She just turned, turned four, four on the 13th. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. her uh, sister, Bella, who I think is eight years yeah, old, she just witnessed eight. this attack. She did. And she had some trauma from it, too. She did. did. She, not? she did. She um, could not sleep. She would wake up screaming, it's so horrible, it's so horrible, make it stop. And I couldn't. And I couldn't even imagine, like, me seeing the aftermath of what had happened, I cannot imagine having to watch that happen and to see my sister get drugged. Yeah. I cannot, I can't even fathom that. And if I couldn't handle that at almost 40 years old, I can't imagine what being seven years old having to see right. something like right. that would do. And to not know, and then your sister comes up and all you see is blood. And to remember that it was important to validate her feelings also. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't it ignore her. Just she Nikki. Was, yes. yes, she was She was part of that. Yes, yes. And many people, they would send us gifts for Nikki, and I appreciated that because I'd ask for stuff to keep her still. And so they'd send gifts for Nikki, and then they'd also send stuff for Bella. Yes. And I thought that that was awesome oh, because yeah. that let her know it's not just her. Uh-huh. You know, we, we see you. We know that this happened to you also. So. Oh, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she's doing well. Yes. You said she saw a counselor at school, too. Mm-hmm. Did she Yeah, she went to the trauma counselor. She often calls me and says, you know, I've checked in with oh, Bella. Good. You know, I'm amazed at the way that the way that she is because of all of our kids. Bella and Nikki, they share a room together. Mm-hmm. They're with each other constantly, you know. Um, Nikki waits for Bella to get off the bus every day. Oh, so nice. that bond is strong. Yeah, that's great. So today... Uh, Nikki is doing well, though. She's doing well. How long ago was it? I don't know. It was May 10th of this year. Okay. So. Yeah. And she's doing well. She has not had to have that surgery. No. If she she has. need to. Is that He said that she's going to have these bone fragments that are broken up in her face. He says that you shouldn't be able to see them as she gets older, but you'll definitely be able to feel them. I have no interest in feeling them, so I am Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said that if they go in and they do surgery now where they would have to shave the bone down that it would definitely scar up her face worse because she's so small so they want to give her till she's 12 for everything to heal and then if we choose to do the surgery we can but honestly if you can't see anything if it's not messing with her I don't yeah. know. If, if it's not bothering her, she looks, I see yes. the pictures now, she, you know, from pictures, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't tell. Mm-hmm. And, and she looks good if she's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what else can you share with our listening audience about surviving a crisis? It wasn't just a crisis. It was also stress, mm-hmm. combination. Mm-hmm. But again, those six traits that we try to uh, help our listeners learn uh, the last one is surviving stress in a crisis, mm-hmm. and that is the hardest one. Um, so I want you to just share what you learned f- with our listeners. Take a moment in the middle of that crisis. I know a thousand different things are going on, and it is like a world when going on in your head, going on in your life, you don't know which way is up. But take that moment, go in a bathroom, go in a closet, do what you have to do, and sit and talk to God. And don't run from him because he did not do this as a punishment. There will be a lesson out of this crisis. And he has gotten you through every other crisis or every other issue that you've had, and he will get you through this one. And 
you know, you have to know your biblical truths. Mm-hmm. You have to know, like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, he has a future and a hope for you. He, it's not meant for bad. Mm-hmm. And they're all bad things. You know, God will help you with good. And then, you know, Psalm 23 helps a lot of people. You know, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. God is there with you. And do let that rod and that staff comfort you because vi- Think about it. Think about him holding on to that rod and that staff and pulling you back in. Mm -hmm. He wants to keep you close. Don't run from him. Don't blame him and don't ask him why. Mm -hmm. Know that he is there, that he carries you in the sand. That's why there's only one set of footprints and that he'll get you to the other side. And one day you're going to turn around and you're going to have this story and this story is going to help somebody else who is going through a similar situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. like everything before has. Absolutely. And and when I uh, said my announcements, I mentioned we're giving away the Let's Walk and Pray Ideas for Your Family and Friends Prayer Walk. Uh, your family began doing prayer mm-hmm. walks, I think, last year yeah. when we started this. Prayer is so important. We need to teach our children yes. how to pray. And taking a prayer walk and spending a little time in prayer mm-hmm. during that walk. It doesn't mean you pray the whole time. Uh, you have good time. You talk to them. You get acquainted with them. You find out what's going on at school and mm-hmm. you maybe meet some of their friends even. But uh, let's walk and pray that I just wanted to mention that you have been doing that to yes. our listeners because we love hearing from the families that are walking. And the reason we put the book together the second year of our prayer and walk in prayer initiative is because we found a lot of our families never prayed out loud with their children, Mm -hmm. didn't know how. So we put some prayers in that Mm -hmm. little booklet. And I always say it's okay to pray silently. I'm sure a lot of the people praying for your daughter and your family were were praying silently, but praying because it's powerful. It's God. It's not Mm -hmm. the prayer that's powerful. It's God that's powerful. Mm -hmm. And you shared that so eloquently. And it's important because I think sometimes the people that are praying are praying because they know you or they know your daughter. They may not be Christians or they may not even go to church, Mm -hmm. but still God answers prayer. Anything else you want to share? Don't be mad. Don't Mm. be mad about the situation. I was never mad. Everybody always wanted me to blame somebody. There was nobody to blame. Things happen and things are always going to happen. We don't live in a perfect world. And, you know, many people will say, well, how is there a God if these things happen? Well, he gave us the freedom of choice. And sometimes those choices lead to disastrous things. But that does not mean that you cannot rise from the ashes of that Mm -hmm. disaster or crisis or whatever it is you're going through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Good advice. One more minute. One more quick thought from Dana. God loves you. He does. He does. He does. No matter what you were going through, even if you don't feel the love, like they always say, you know, the teacher is the most silent during the test. Mm -hmm. Take it as a test. Learn from it. You know, in the midst of it, is it hard? Yes, it is. But he is going to get you through it. And and find what it is that you are missing. I didn't realize I needed prayer the way that I did, mm. but I do, and now I understand. Yeah. And yes. now I'm saying a thousand prayers for my purpose. Wonderful. Again, my guest has been Dana Herps. You can listen to the other program I did with Dana if you you check our 
podcast. She talked about a mother of a blended family of five children, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was a great program as well because we didn't have time to talk about that, but I want to let our listeners know they can do that. Uh, This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. You can learn more about us on our website, www.familyshieldministries.org. And uh, we want to tell you that we're thankful you're listening and tune in next time. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in his word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.